Welcome to Broad Ideas. This is Rachel Bilson here. And I am Olivia Allen here. And today we have a very special guest, Miss Mandy Moore, actress and singer. Some of the things you may know her from. This is us, of course. Tangled, my own personal favorite. A Walk to Remember. Remember that movie? I sure do. And I also <sighs> remember Candy, the uh, song. Yeah. Yeah. Show me who you are, babe. Oh my God. Sorry, Mandy. I'm yeah. Your song. <laughs> um, and she has a new album that's out now called In Real Life. It's really good. Yeah. And I just love how open she is. It's a beautiful thing. Motherhood does beautiful things to you, if I do say so myself. I mean, not myself. Yeah. It does it's, beautiful, it's done beautiful things for me. But anyway, I'm really, really happy she's here with us. And now, please enjoy Miss Mandy Moore. Sometimes when the about dogs and kids and things we'll talk about chicks and tampon strings we'll talk about boys that make you cry we'll talk about death because people die hello <laughs> um, <laughs> we have mandy moore here with us today and Hi. thank you so much for coming oh my gosh it's my pleasure thanks for inviting me you know it's so nice to see you and too it's been a minute yeah <laughs> i yes. think I think I feel like I first met you when you were dating Zach Braff. Yes. That's probably... I was thinking about that on the way here. Yeah, because I was trying to remember as well. And what I always think of is just how kind and nice and sweet and warm and oh. just the best feeling. Anytime That's I saw you or talked so to you. nice of you. Yeah. And at the time, Zach Braff obviously felt the same way. And he would always <laughs> talk so fondly of you. Oh, that's kind of him. Yeah. Wow. Good old Braff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So that well, was... I feel the same way about you. Oh, that's Your so reputation sweet. precedes you. Oh, that's true. so nice. Yeah. And then I ran into you at a nail salon not long ago. And I feel like you started the pandemic fashion of a matching sweatsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had like one on by the grate and I was like I need that <laughs> I, it's, I've always lived my life in a sweatsuit you know so what the pandemic was really not that big of a change for me <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing better right <laughs> nothing yeah but um just just yeah always love seeing you and oh. just so happy to be able to talk to you today. likewise I know it's so nice to like be with a neighbor too That's I know because there's not many. There's not many of us <laughs> over here, yeah. No, so it is. It's really nice. And Olivia and I, well, Olivia knows Minka, and I know she's yes. one of your wow. closest friends, yeah, right? Yeah, for what a small so world. long. Wow. I love her. She's the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Well, you both are. And yeah. Rachel. And yeah, you're like a really, just a pair of Thanks, two shining ladies. hearts. <laughs> wow. It's true. We've actually talked about it because I'm like, I wonder what that's like. Both of you are kind of similar in a way, right? Like, I yeah. don't know you personally yet, but yeah. you guys both have such like a tender, sweet, generous spirit. And like, that is you're both compliment. obviously beautiful and actresses. And is that ever hard? How is that? I want to, <laughs> I'm going to get 
straight into it. I want to no, know what no. that's like. No, it's, I mean, it's wonderful to sort of find friends that are like-minded and have a moral compass. I feel like Minka is a lot tougher than I am. We're cut from a similar cloth, I think, in many ways, but like she's just got like a tougher core than I ever could. So it's <laughs> also incredible to be able to lean on friends who, you know, have qualities that you admire, but you don't necessarily see in yourself. Totally. You can't really dig deep in the same way that I think she can. Ah, well, yeah. no. I've watched This Is Us. You're digging <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> You're digging somewhere, girl. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, because it's interesting, you know, you keep your friends close, especially doing what we do, yeah. you know, and you have that support system. And Olivia's been my best friend for God knows, 20 plus years. Oh, wow. Um, How did you guys meet? Am I allowed to yeah, ask? Of course. You can, you can ask, ask anything, anything you want. You want. Yeah. This is a We're conversation. Very open here. Yes. <laughs> Same. But how did you guys meet? I'm so curious. Both grew up in the valley here in okay. LA. And we didn't go to the same schools, but we had friends that went to like junior high with Olivia. And so they kind of we blended once we all got to high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like the public school. They were the private school. <laughs> and it, it was it. kind of like, let's join forces and be one group of terrible young ladies. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we were not. You know, we were the private Catholic school girls. And you went to a Catholic school too, I right? Did. High school. For, for a heartbeat, but yes. Okay. Yeah. Enough to roll up my skirt. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Detention for your skirt being too short. 100%. Yeah. Enough to become a pop star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you, you probably left high school to pursue your career, which because you were young. You were really I was young. 15, so I left like literally halfway through my freshman year of high school. Wow. So I didn't have a ton of Catholic school experience. But <laughs> Maybe yes. not the worst thing. I mean, de- just, sure. You know, <laughs> depending. Yeah, it was definitely, it's so funny. You feel like, the girls in Catholic school were so much worse. But actually, maybe not Olivia, because you were in the public. And I think we, you know, we all just kind of were growing up together. But I think LA didn't create the best environment for like, wholesome growing up. Sheltering. Wow. Yeah, yeah, growing that, up that was different. Sense. You know, I watched Licorice Pizza the other night, and Grant High School, the one she went to, is the high school they used. In- oh, really? Oh, yeah, is it good? True? Yeah, did you see it? I did. did. Yeah, 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 I just finally watched it. But yeah, because it was like a, tribute to the valley <laughs> oh it is the movie. It's like a real love song to this yeah thing. so was yeah, clueless yeah. they filmed it while i was there at grant <gasps> at grant no way yes. i remember we would see them shooting it was like in my class and we had to like move classes and wow that's pretty iconic mandy's like wow you're <laughs> old <laughs> no, no, no. I just was thinking, like, how cool would it be to have, like, seen that movie in particular being made? Like, yeah. That yeah. Was, that's a good one for sure. Yeah. That was a good I one. I know. We're like, we're so old. Well, we're both moms, but we're definitely yeah. older than you are, Mandy. And you're a first time mom. Um, slightly. Yeah. Wait, maybe. happy birthday. It was your birthday yesterday. Oh. Yeah. What was it? Really? Thanks, guys. Happy Aww. birthday. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, But yeah, first time mom. I've joined the mom's club. With you guys, it's a different How's world. How's it going? Right? It's <laughs> good. He's um almost fourteen months. Oh, it's so much fun. I love it. I mean, it's challenging. It's exhausting. It's joy filled. It's all the colors. It's all the emotions. But it's something I've always wanted. Yeah, and, you, you knew know, that. Did you always know you wanted I to be? I did. A mom? Yeah. I did. So like getting to have this experience and with someone that I love so deeply, like being able to share that with my husband. He's such a great dad. And 
it's just been so much fun. Just completely different than I ever expected. But yeah. I've loved it. There's no preparing you. I There's think. not. No, no, no. You can hear all the things and all the podcasts, read all the books, yep. mm-hmm. talk to all the friends. I watched that video you made and it touched me because I feel like I really understood what you meant. Oh. How is it someone that loves me in real yeah, in, in real, real life? life. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like, at least for me, when I became a mom, it's like the love I experienced was like nothing I'd ever been through before. And I feel like it changes you. Yeah. On like a cellular level. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in every single way imaginable. How, do you have one kid, two kids? I have two kids. You have two kids. I do. Oh, and yeah. you have one daughter. I have one, yeah, seven-year-old. And her youngest is my godson. <gasps> yes, he wow. is. Yeah. How old are your kids? I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old. Two oh, boys. My goodness. Yes. yes. So fun. It's a lot. I'm sure. It's a lot. It's a lot. I definitely am like, oh, I have one girl. I feel pretty, pretty lucky when I'm around them. But yeah, I'm like, Rachel, you're like on cruise control now. Like, it's different. It's different. Two's different than one. But I've heard the opposite, though. I've heard if you have one and you have two, it's like, well, actually, Rob, you have two now, but you have a newborn. So it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Just kidding. I can't speak to it. My little one has special needs. So it's kind of like, I always thought the second one would be like the first one. Mm -hmm. And they really do come with their own curriculum, you know, which is so cool. Because even though he's got like hearing loss and this and that, we're learning sign language. It's like, you would have never seen that coming with number two. And we wouldn't trade any of it. It's like, it's really cool. Not to say, Rachel, you should have another kid, but maybe one day. No, (laughs) you know, I've considered it, but that shop is closed. I think so. God, I'm just going to seal it shut. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) But it is this different thing. And it's so funny because like, you know, but it doesn't matter because you, you do it again and you do it because there's nothing better. And the amount of like sleep, I mean, you're working full time, yeah. How long was your maternity leave? Were you on hiatus or? No, I, I went back to work like a month after <gasps> I had him. Oh my I mean, God. I, I wasn't like working every single day, but yeah, I, I kind of, I just jumped right back in. And did he come with you? He did. Aww. He did. Yeah. Cause I was nursing. Yeah. And, Cause he had to, right? Yeah. Um, which was an incredible gift. Cause I know that is not the story for many, many parents out there and mothers out there. Right. So I felt very grateful that I was able to have him come and he came with me for the rest of the season. And then the beginning of this season until I was done nursing, he, I should say he was done nursing. <laughs> Did he finish? You he was like, wean he, him? no, no. Ten <laughs> months. He was like, and we're good. I have really? like lots of teeth and I want to bite you. And I'm, I feel like I'm just done. Oh, were so, you sad or were you cool with I it? I thought I was going to be way more emotional, but I was, um, no, I was surprisingly like, oh, you're done. I guess I'm done too. Right. Like, yeah. I don't have to worry about pumping and bringing all the accessories Ugh. anymore. And yeah, living my life in those like three hour increments was so nice to have the freedom again. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. It was totally fine. Yeah. My daughter, when I say she breastfed until she was basically three, it wasn't like all day long, but to go to sleep. And it was insane. Like I was a prisoner. Like I couldn't leave her. And 
I feel like a lot more women nowadays are more open to breastfeeding longer or it's not oh, as yeah. like, oh my God, you know, the stigma yeah, it should, against there should it. and be no stigma with that right, whatsoever. Right. And she, yeah, I mean, it definitely went on too long, but when we had to stop, it was like, oh my God, like freedom. Your life back. Your life back. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's amazing that he was just, did it on his own. You didn't have to go through that no, whole process. Not, that's a process. Not at all. I've, I've heard and I was like fully prepared for that, but it just wasn't the case. Yeah. 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 The whole working thing though, and the breast pumping and like the timing and everything, but you're lucky that it is an ensemble show. So you were yes able to kind and of. And they were able to like accommodate the schedule and were really understanding. I mean, our showrunner creator, his wife had just had a baby like maybe eight or nine months before I did. And so I think, I mean, he's that's the best anyway, <laughs> but I think that was certainly top of mind for him. And yeah. so it was really helpful for everyone to just keep that in mind and I felt very considered and it was great that's really yeah. nice was very do lucky. you feel like it changed your acting yeah do you feel that way I feel that way but more from like all the life I've experienced since I had a kid sure but yeah absolutely yeah. especially because you play a mom on the show I would imagine sure. it's really changed that too yeah but I feel the same way and I'm sure just as he continues to grow and the life experience that comes along with it. It's like, yeah, you have more tools, you have more to draw from. And I certainly feel that way. It is interesting, like playing a mother and a grandmother and like all of these different, you know, sort of angles and chapters of life. It does make me feel like I, I want to go back and like redo the whole show because I'm like, no, no, now I know. Yeah. Like, I have some <laughs> semblance of an understanding of a mother's love and devotion and and everything that sort of comes along with it and putting your family first. And I had an inkling, but I didn't have much to draw on other than my own experience. And I love my mom, but it is just, it's a whole different ballgame yeah. now that I'm like, uh, is there a way to go back? So I, I feel like in the end, like, yes, this last like year and a half or whatever, I've just had something deeper to draw from that I didn't even knew existed. Right. You know? before. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, because the same thing for me where I look at a role and there was recently a movie and the woman's pregnant in it. Right. And I didn't get it. And it was something I really wanted. Mm. And like this 20 something year old, like got it. And I was like, she has no idea what yeah. this is really like. Yeah. So you, you really gain that from being a mom. And mm. I didn't really realize because I was really young, just like you, not as young, but getting into it where you don't have that much to draw from. And you're like, I'm just going to go for it. And you do your best. And yeah. But having that, it's like, no, 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 there's another layer. There is. And yeah. like, how can you understand yeah. without doing it? Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. But no. that's what makes me excited about continuing to get older and hopefully wiser. Is <laughs> like you just have more to bring to like this job that we get to do. And in that sense, I feel like, you know, I think the roles are getting richer for women and oh, older yeah. women and whatever that means. Right. But I'm just so much more excited and looking forward to that chapter than I was, you know, being a young person or a 20-year-old. You know, what's yeah. interesting is that for years, so I did acting like theater and all this stuff and didn't really work too much as an actress, but always stayed acting because it's like my heart, right? And recently I'm like, okay, well, I want to go back into it. And people are like, well, you're too old. Yep. And I'm like, hold on. I have too much experience being a human to play a human? How does that <laughs> even make sense? It does. You know? 
Of course it doesn't. But yeah. I'm like, especially for actors or musicians or artists, it's like, how could you ever tell an artist they're too old to make art? Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. like, it just keeps getting better. We just keep deepening and growing and learning and expanding. And there is so much, especially with women, I feel that's put on age, Yeah, you know? For sure. And probably always will be. But I also feel like that it's becoming, or maybe it's just wishful thinking, like less and less of an, an issue these days. I mean, like I said, I just, I feel like the experience and the opportunity for women as we age opportunities are presenting themselves now that I feel like wasn't necessarily in the zeitgeist like 10 years ago, 15 mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. So that feels somewhat promising to me. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's on all of us women to kind of just be like, what am I buying into? What story? Yeah. What narrative? What do I believe in? And like, yeah really deciding, you know, what as women we feel we deserve. Yeah. And feels representative. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely our time now, though, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I hope you did not listen to whoever poo-pooed your plans of yeah. making your grand return. Yeah. To me, everything is in spiritual context. So I work with people and I do like, I have a background in spiritual psychology and oh. so when I hear those kind of things, I'm like, okay, this is for me, not against me. Like, mm -hmm. how can I make this for me? And like, really see, I can either buy into that or I can decide something completely different and have a different experience. But it takes, you know, undoing a lot of narratives, not just oh, from sure. myself, but from other people. So I'm kind of looking at it like, hey, everything's an opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, she helps me all the time. <laughs> I have to call her and be like, ah, what do I do with this information? But it, it just, it's hard. It's challenging. And I think, you know, all of it and even going back to just even being a mom working and, you know, the things that you're just like, wait a minute, <laughs> these people get like a year to just be a mom and mm -hmm. they get maternity leave and it brings up all these issues. And I think right now is the most important time for women. And I think we are moving forward, especially now after, you know, recent things that have gone on in our country. But I just am very proud of where we're at, I guess I could yeah. say, you know. And it speaks to like, you really impress me with like the strength that you have always shown and oh wow, just like your bravery, you know, Thanks. as a human, as an actress, <laughs> now as a mom, but just going for it. I mean, climbing mountains for Christ's sakes, like <laughs> Mount Kilimanjaro. You inspired me. I was like, Thanks. I want to do that. There's no way I could ever do it. Yes, but you like, could. I was yes, so impressed with you. Oh my gosh. You're very kind. No, I wish I could find that within myself, but um, it's thank there, you. Thank clearly, you. you know, and being so open with things that you've struggled with and all of that, you know, and going through a divorce like publicly. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, yeah, I was never married. It wasn't divorced for me, but it was still a very public separation and, yeah. and people say things and you just being brave enough to just come out and talk about your experience and thank you yeah I just really look look up to you tremendously oh thanks <laughs> Rachel good gracious I mean yeah I, I've been in this business now for 20 some odd years and I feel like I wouldn't know any other way to exist than just to sort of be an open book and talk about my experience and it wouldn't feel authentic any other way right um, but thank you. I appreciate it. Is there anything behind that? Like, 
I know I read about when you went through the divorce and um, I believe there was some things that were probably incredibly uncomfortable to talk about and, you know, to walk away from. And yeah. How old were you when you got married the first time? 24, almost 25. Oh, that's young. That's young. young. That's really really young. young. And I feel like it was... It was a real reaction to my parents had just split up. My parents had been married for 30 years and wow. like a year and Ugh. change before that they split up. And I, in hindsight, obviously really recognized that it was like my own reaction trying to like, well, if I can't control this one family unit, I can just create my own new family unit. So I, yeah. I really believe that there's like a real correlation there. Right. Um, and choosing someone who was so wildly different from me, from my family, from what was sort of modeled to me. Mm-hmm. I think I found myself in relationships for a long time with people that were... <laughs> narcissists <laughs> and where I learned to make myself incredibly small because it mm. was just convenient. It was comfortable and really was the only way to sort of exist, I think, with that other person, whoever they were. And I feel like it was interesting that I ended up choosing a partner in that particular instance who was so wildly different from me from anything I knew and trying to sort of show them like, oh, we can live this normal existence. We can celebrate birthdays and holidays in this life that you have told me you've never led before. Like, I know how to do all of that. And it made me feel, (laughs) I know it sounds silly, but it made me feel like I had a purpose. And I was like, oh, I can do all of this Mm -hmm. with you. I can live this life with you. And obviously that is not the way it unfolded like at all. But (laughs) I think I went into it with that mindset of like not fixing someone necessarily, even though they were a very broken person. It was like, oh, I can sort of help show you this life that we can lead together that maybe you've never experienced before. Well, I think a lot of people, I know I do that, you know, the wounded bird thing or Mm -hmm. whatever. And like, Especially when you're in something, because I've had a lot of experience with it, you know, where you're in it and you don't see it when you're in it. Sure. And I find a lot of those situations, there's patterns and you just are so... Oblivious. Ab- yeah. Oblivious yeah. Mm-hmm. and just... And it's almost like an addiction. And yeah. Like, you know... Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 That yeah. behavior is one, one million percent. Yeah. And it takes kind of either coming out of it or something to happen to really be like, oh, <laughs> this is actually not good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is not what not I healthy. want it to be. Not, not serving me. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's really, I think to be able to come to that and do something about it. So many, I want to say women, but people yeah. don't ever do anything Yeah, and they suffer or they live in these situations and to be able to come out and talk about it is huge. And I just think it deserves so much recognition on your, oh. Thanks. You know, um, but I remember <laughs> this is actually two sided. So my dream has always been to be a Disney princess. You know, like oh. that is like the role. I don't care about Oscar role, like <laughs> anything. All I want in life is to be a fucking Disney princess. Um, and I remember the only time I've ever auditioned for one was for Rapunzel and Tangled. Oh, really? And you were there with your then husband. Oh, God. Sitting with you. Oh, God. And I was going in right before you. And I was like, 
well, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We know who's getting it. This is going to go. And you know what? It's not going to go my way. But of course, it could never have been. You were so fucking amazing. (laughs) As that. But I just remember seeing you in there and I was like, well, there's my Disney princess dream shattered. (laughs) (laughs) But not only you, but another, you know, well-known musician. And I was like, well, (laughs) that's that. But it's just so funny, you know, and I think you have Disney Princess written all over you. So <laughs> I, I would do. not abandon that dream. Well, just thanks, yet, right? Yeah. I appreciate that. Your energy, your persona, like <laughs> I 1000% see it. Well, I do don't too. Write you know that what? Off. Okay. I want, since I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> it's true. I just feel like they were like, sing a folk song and I sang like Hallelujah or something. And they're like, why did she do that? <laughs> like, what? That's a good choice. Well, I, you know, it was funny, but let's hear it, it now. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Do you remember what your audition song was for that I movie? I don't. I don't even remember how or why he would have been there with me. That's so it weird. It was so intimidating because obviously you and I'm like, oh my God, this like, you know, goddess voice beauty of oh, like whatever. And, like, and then but I'm so weirded out that he like, I've not, I don't, I don't think I've ever had anybody come to an audition with me oh, ever. Really? The, like maybe my mom when I was a kid, like auditioning no. for theater. <laughs> so that is really, really weird. I don't even remember that. I guess wow. I, I blocked that out. Blocked it out. But also how strange that they want wanted us to sing folk songs for, for a, a Disney, Disney princess. Like, yeah. what? I know <laughs> they were trying. They had these like dreams and illusions like she was the barefoot princess. And like maybe that made her a little like folksier or something. Right. But maybe a Joni song would because pro- I guess. But like, even <laughs> that doesn't track because then you hear the music in the movie and you're like, oh, it's Alan Menken who writes all of the, you know, Disney <laughs> classics. It just doesn't. It's so weird. Right. Yeah, it that's was funny, but weird. that's a good choice. It was a choice. We'll say I have it was no a idea choice. what I say. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. And that you don't even remember that. Not even. Well, clearly, I've just blocked out that whole portion you know, of yeah. my life. Yeah. I guess you do sometimes when things are just really dark or traumatic. Oh, I, there's yeah. like details now that I'm like, oh, I don't even, that's just been like completely glossed over. Like it's a chapter of my life that I closed that book on and I've opened an entirely different book now. And it's like, I just don't even Yeah. You know what I always wonder though, I've witnessed with a lot of friends that have been in relationships that sound similar. Something obviously draws you in originally. Of course. And well, they don't show who they are. Exactly. But it's yeah, like, yeah. but the thing that sucks to me is that the part of them that's real is probably the part that you loved. And then the other broken parts are, you know, some form of probably trauma or illness oh, or, course. you know, whatever it is for that sure. led to it. But the heartbreaking thing for me is that when women leave these people, I don't know, I feel like sometimes there's this expectation that like be strong and do it and like I don't know if we really speak to the part that's still sad that they have to let go of someone that they love Mm -hmm. do you understand what I mean oh yeah I feel like that part's not addressed it's just like this is bad leave walk right and we're not really hearing that much of like how do you nurture the heart did you do that before I think I did so much of the grieving while I was in the relationship that Mm. um, there was certainly some to be done afterwards and so much processing, but it just took all of my energy to finally say no, no more. I can't do this to myself anymore Mm -hmm. that I think I was less focused on the sadness Mm -hmm. and 
uh, just more focused with like an eye towards the future of like, I have to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. But yeah, I think there was just so much sadness and disappointment and grieving a loss of this illusion of a mm. relationship I thought that I was in or an illusion of the person I thought I was with. That was like, you know, the totality of the relationship. Mm -hmm. It happened throughout like most of the relationship that just like real sadness and grief. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much left to do afterwards. Right. But I understand that's not the case for everybody. Right. Yeah. It's going to differ. Yeah, it's going to differ. Case by case. I feel like the common denominator too is that illusion. Like most people that we talk to, like our friends included, our friend just went through something super traumatic where she found out for, I don't know, six years or something like that, her boyfriend was doing porn behind her back. Yeah, she didn't know. And she didn't know. <laughs> Not yeah. watching it, doing it, okay? And I think that when people go through that too, like the one thing that every single person says, it's like they don't necessarily say that they were grieving the relationship being over as much as the illusion of the relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's the difference between actually being in a relationship and being in the illusion of a relationship. Mm, gosh, that's so true. Right? It's two totally different things. Two totally yeah. different concepts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that one was a doozy. Oh yeah. my gosh, what a violation. I How know. How deceitful. Oh, I know the the betrayal is, is um, so deep. So deep. But she got to wake up, you know? She did. Yeah. In many ways. She got sober and woke up. <laughs> like, yeah. quite literally. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it was definitely good. Coming out and having something so beautiful now that you have with your husband mm. and a child from it yeah. and, and the whole experience. And you're just like, oh, this is what it's all about. Yeah. You know? And maybe it took having to go through all of that for me to reach this side. I don't know. Maybe that's the silver lining and everything. But I appreciate it. And I'm really grateful. And you know, being in relationships, however they are and however they end, like they always teach us something. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, this is what I want. This is what I deserve. This is what I don't deserve. And you take all of that knowledge and hopefully apply it That's the next huge. go round. And I think I learned my lessons enough like in life to apply it and just lucky to find someone that I, I you know, connected with the yeah. way I connect with my husband. Yeah. yeah. Did you always want to get married again? Like, did you yeah. know that would be something you would do? It didn't sour my relationship to marriage or my ideas of marriage. Like, I always knew that I would love to do that again. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So, and even though your parents got divorced after a really long time. Yeah. That didn't sour it either. No, I, I just, I, I really believe in the institution. I mean, I know it's not for everybody, but I, I really subscribe to it and I love it. And I loved it the first go round too, for a while at least, like while I felt like it was working-ish. <laughs> but yeah, this is just a categorically just different experience, this go round and with this marriage. And I feel very, very grateful to have like a real partner and someone who's truly committed to like communicating and supporting and not having an ego about anything. I, it's just like, it's so wildly different than I feel like any other relationship I've ever been in. It's, I, it feels so grown up and so healthy and yeah, yeah, for sure. Lovely. Well, I feel like 
that's never a coincidence. Personally, from what I've learned, I feel like everything we experience externally is a reflection of what we experience internally. Mm. And I believe that we call in people to learn, right? And so it sounds to me like there was definitely lessons to learn, but like something inside of you must have shifted before calling him in because you wouldn't have been able to call in a different partner had something not changed. That's true. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'll own that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. I do. Yeah. That makes sense. Otherwise, you'd keep calling in the same experience, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're acknowledging that. You're like, no, like going through it and then you see. I did the work. and Right. What you deserve. And that's kind of the only way to do it. You have to do the work. Yeah. And so there's so many. We have friends and you're just like, no, you have to actually go through it. Do the work. Yeah. You know, I went through a really hard breakup and it was during the pandemic and I could not leave my house. Like I couldn't, you know what I mean? And so I had nothing else to do but sit in it and deal with it and feel it. And like, that's probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Harder Mm. than childbirth, even though like it hurt like a motherfucker. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, but like if you actually face it, you can come out of it and be like, okay, like, yeah, I did that and I'm ready for the next thing. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. It's not easy. It's not. It's not (laughs) comfortable at all. No. What does do the work mean to you guys? Like, what does that mean? Because so often I think that people hear like, do the work. Mm -hmm. But what is the work? Well, the work could be exactly what you were doing, Rachel. Just like sitting Sitting in it it. and just sort of day by day, like piecemealing your life and letting it sort of all unfold. For me, it was that. It was therapy. It was talking with friends and family and trying Mm -hmm. to make sense of what happened and how I sort of found myself in that position in life. It Mm -hmm. was really like, it was really doing so much like backtracking and Mm. figuring out like, how did I find myself in that position? How did I find myself susceptible to being with somebody like that and allowing myself to be treated like that for so long? Like what is that in me that I need to address? Because quite frankly, that's the only thing that I'm ever going to be in control of right? Um, moving forward. And so like that was the first things first, what I needed to address. But also it's going hiking. It's mm-hmm. writing music. It's doing whatever is cathartic for you that like allows you to process your feelings and the way you see the world. And all of that was so helpful to me. It was like a real combination of so many things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. making those choices to do what feels good to you and having those outlets absolutely is doing the work. Yeah. You know, therapy and not having distractions and all of it. Yeah. You know, and sitting in it, sitting in it, (laughs) sitting in it. It's just really interesting because there's so many people that aren't willing, I guess, maybe, or I don't know, just don't really have The support. Sure. You know, recently I was working with a girl who went through a heartbreak and I kind of gave her an exercise, like you said. I was like, go hike, pick yourself flowers, walk at the ocean, make a playlist that feels really nurturing to you. Giving her all these things like show up for yourself every day and watch the universe provide you with someone who will then show up for you. But it's not going to come until you do that, right? Mm -hmm. And she texts me. It was one of those texts that literally made my life. She texts me, I forgot how much I missed me. Oh, uh, wow. And I was like, oh. Like, yeah. that's to me what it's all about. It's like yeah. the work helps you find yourself. Like you were saying, like backtracking, like how did I get here? It's like you're right. getting to know yourself in a way that you probably never had. 
Mm -hmm. It's like what you did with me, Olivia, because like I've been conditioned to cater to the man, you know, the partner and, and, you know, put them first, always never put myself first. Like even when I was going through a breakup one time, Olivia's like, make a playlist, you know, to make you feel better. And the playlist I made was a playlist for him, you know, like this is what I would give him, you know? And she's like, wait, look what you're doing. You're still putting him first. And this is not actually for you. And I was like, oh shit, like you're right. It wasn't for me. It was a pivotal moment to be like, that's really what I have to do. And it's hard. It's hard to put yourself first. Well, for me anyway. It is for I, you me know. too. Yep. Yep. And it was just really eye-opening. It's like, oh yeah, like I maybe growing up, your child, I don't even know where the root of it is for me, but I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. I've always put the man first. Yep. Which is interesting because you grew up with a single mom. So it's not like you saw that modeled to you. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. super My interesting. My dad's a bit of a narcissist. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, <laughs> has a lot to do with some of the men I've picked. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just like that thing. of Like if you really get into it, where does it all start and come from? But maybe nowhere. Maybe it's just, you know. It is how. What is it? Are. Runaway Bride? What, what's the movie where she finds at the end of the movie, they were like, How do you like your eggs? And like, she realized that she had always said she liked her eggs the way the guy liked them. The oh, guys really? were like, Oh, she likes them scrambled. And he's like, Oh, I like, she likes them hard boiled. And she's like, How do I like my eggs? Like, she didn't it, even know. <laughs> no. She had oh. to figure out how she liked her eggs because it was always about what they wanted. You know, Mm. and it's kind of like what you're saying with the playlist, (laughs) you know, it's just like really finding who you are. Yeah. What makes you tick? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those relationships that make you shrink and make you small, Mm -hmm. you know, I think add to that whole thing. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Where you allow that. Right. You feel like it's required. Right. It wouldn't exist. It wouldn't work otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fucking crazy. You know? Gosh, the things we... The things we do. The things for love, we do. Quote for unquote. Love. Right. And then we push kids out of our vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> or they get cut out of your stomach. You know, whichever way, but you're still going through something. Uh, and then this is us. I do want to tell you this one quick story because oh, yeah. it holds such a special place in my heart. So I think, Rachel, I had actually. I had had Elliot. I had my first son when that show came out. Yeah. And I remember it so specifically because me, my husband, and my mom would watch it every week. Favorite show. And we'd be like, oh, this is us is on. And she would come sleep over and we would watch it. And I remember a few different times. It was like three different times. She went upstairs and... I could hear her and I went in there and she was crying. And I was like, mom, what's going on? She had given up a baby for adoption. And she was like, this show is just, I mean, it makes me cry even thinking about it. She's like, this show is just bringing so much up in me of wanting to know, like, is he still alive? Is he, is he okay? It had been like 50 years, right? 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, within what was it, Rachel, like three weeks to a month yeah, it was after nothing. that? Mm-hmm. I went on 23 and Me and I found him. Crazy. Holy cow. Are you I kidding? Know. I'm now, not kidding. Did you kidding. know that you had a... I did. I knew my whole life, but I didn't know what to do with it. And like, it, it was watching that show 
that brought it back up. He's in our life now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so like, even when I see a commercial for that show, I get the heebie-jeebies because I'm like, it's, there's just so much on it with like having this brother and like my firstborn son at the same time and my mom. And like, it's just, that show has so much life in it. Oh, yeah. And like, look at all the things it's probably doing for people that we have no idea. Like, I'm just a little slice of people's lives changing as a result of watching that show. I'm floored right now. I mean, I've heard some stories, but this really takes the cake. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. And how, how is your mother doing with it? How is it? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. He's rad. You know, he's amazing. He's kind. He's gentle. We're all sober in my family. We found him. He's 20 years sober. It's yeah. It's just one of those beautiful stories, you know, where they get to know each other and be in each other's lives and you get to have him in your life and yeah yeah i know it's so crazy and my husband's from pittsburgh so of course there's a connection there as well exactly yeah she's the one that told me about this is like i knew obviously i knew of it and it came out but i remember her pitching it to me we were trying on her wedding dresses (laughs) and like she told me that milo's character dies and I was like what I'm like I'm not watching that <laughs> someone <laughs> dies there's no chance I'm watching that because I didn't really like understand the of concept course, or whatever course, yeah. and she told me that and I was like oh no <laughs> that is too sad yeah <laughs> can't touch that can't touch that I mean that scene though of you and him with the alcohol I mean growing up as I grew up in an alcoholic home and like watching that scene was one of the best portrayals of honesty that scene destroyed me you know which oh, one I'm wow. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Thank Rachel. You. You'll have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's fun and funny-ish is that scene, um, you know, I auditioned for the show and then you didn't hear anything for like six weeks or something. And as an actor, you know, you just mm. you sort of write it off. You're like, well, I've let me audition and then completely forget about that. And they came back like six weeks later and said, OK, we're bringing in a group of women and a group of men. And we're going to sort of do like these chemistry reads with everyone. But the pilot of the show is really my character is not a big part of it. I'm in labor with triplets and oof, something happens in the hospital and I lose one of the babies. And Oh, it's, my God. It, yes, but it, like that's kind of the big part of the pilot is that's really my only story. And so moving forward with the show, if it were to get picked up, obviously the writers and the creator wanted to make sure that I think he knew like this is the matriarch of the family and like there's a much bigger story here that's not evidenced in the pilot. So they wrote that scene and like I think the second episode that I tell Milo that he's, you know, got to stop drinking and he's like, a oh. we're, we're being like six or something as parents and we should be an 11 for them or whatever I'm going to cry. And, <laughs> and so I had to read that with no context of like what this show was or who this couple was. I had to like read this in the callback audition. And I just remember thinking like I tapped into something, but and then, you know, lo and behold, it like became a part of the second episode, which like jumped, you know, eight years in time. The kids are eight years old now and I'm having this conversation with my alcoholic husband and it just is it was wild. But yeah, that was something that he like wrote on the fly for actors to like read in the callback. Wow. Well, he nailed yeah. it. It was very profound. That scene like really oh, deeply geez. affected. I can't believe you had to audition for the show. Like, I mean, oh, I, yeah. yeah. I had like, this was like, it's um, 
like maybe the fifth round of like failed pilot season, you know, where it's oh, like yeah. I got a pilot <laughs> the first year and it was like it almost went and then it didn't. And it's like each subsequent year, you're just sort of like more and more defeated. And right before This Is Us came around, I was like, I remember Taylor, my husband and I were just talking because, you know, the show is we're three weeks away from being totally finished with oh, it. Oh, my goodness. And he's just like so much of our lives. He's like, I met you right before you got cast and we've gotten married and we've had Gus and <laughs> so much has happened, so much life has been lived. He's like, but I remember when we first met, you were talking about maybe going back to school, maybe like you really didn't know what what you wanted out of life anymore. And that wow. was so true. I wow. was just so defeated. I was so soul crushed as an actor and grateful in a way because I was like, well, I've had this like really rich experience. <laughs> like I've been luckier than 99.9% .9 of people that ever stepped foot in this industry. So like maybe I just need to call it and say like, this has been a great run um, because it just, I couldn't find any traction. I just kept getting rejection after rejection. And mm. I remember I had just switched, you know, not to talk shop, but I had just switched agents thinking like, okay, maybe this right. will breathe some new momentum into my life. And, and we had sort of talked about like, okay, so traditional pilot season, you know, for the layman out there, like what happens in the television, like network world from <laughs> January to like May when you get cast in whatever new shows the networks are going to make and they film them and then choose which ones they're actually going to pick up and air on their networks. My folks were like, let's not focus on that since clearly that hasn't been really fruitful. And we'll just, we'll think about like streaming and all the other stuff that was, you know, six, seven years ago, just starting to kind of bubble up and be more of a thing. And then like a week later, I get this script that was like for NBC. And I was like, what are you talking? We just talked about this. Like what? I'm not, I'm, this is the last thing I want to do is get my hopes up and get disappointed. Oh, and, yeah. and then I read the script and was like, oh, I see why they sent this. It's so good. <laughs> and yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever I have to do to be a part of this, I will oh. do. So yeah, I, I auditioned and here we are. It does hurt though, doesn't it? The rejection. Oh, the rejection. It hurts. Oh, it's like such a deep hurt that. Deep. People that haven't experienced it don't really understand. Because even my husband, like my husband's a doctor. So he's just like, you keep doing it. You keep doing it. What's the big yeah. deal? Right. And I'm like, I walked away from it after a certain point because it hurt so bad. I was like, if I hear no one more time, like, I don't know who I am. And I went back to school. But like, yeah. it takes a certain character to stay in. I heard, I think it was Cameron Diaz recently that said something like, I don't have what it takes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's one of the most powerful wow. things I've ever heard. Really like brave. we're allowed to admit that. Yeah. Like I didn't even know that was on the table, you mm. know, but I think that it does take a certain character to be able to stay in. Yeah. It's really shitty. It's Yeah. <laughs> there's a stamina for sure that is required. Yeah. What do you do for your self-esteem in that? Oh. Because I feel like it's inevitable for it to take some dings, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, quite frankly, I'm sure that I'm about to start facing it all over again <laughs> now that I don't have a job anymore. I'm about to be unemployed again. Um, I will definitely be facing rejection many, many times over. And it's funny that you say that about Cameron Diaz. I'm like, I wonder if I am built for it. I wonder if I would be able to withstand it again. I'm trying to think who is. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. There are some real tough hustlers in this town. That's that, true. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. just can like pick themselves back up. And I'd like to think that like as a younger person, it was easier. But yeah, as you get older and you're more set in your ways and you're like, this is who I am. Right. It's so challenging not to take it personally. I don't know if you've ever had the benefit of sitting on the other side. I mean, I have to the slightest degree. Yeah, you directed it, right? Is that I directed you, yeah. an episode and I mean, I didn't really, you know, I was a part of the casting process a tiny bit, but you do realize like, oh, it really isn't personal. It's just like you watch someone's audition and you're like, yes, that's the character. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the character. And it's not that anyone is necessarily more talented than the other. Right. But it is, it's so much easier said than done to right. not take it personally. Yeah, no, it's the hardest thing. You yeah. know, I still, to the, you know, just went through it, losing a part and like had a day where I was like, fuck this, you yeah. know, and just so down. And why do I do this to myself? Why do I do this to myself? Yeah. yeah Intentionally like torture myself. Right. Yeah. Yes. But that's maybe why we're here doing this podcast because I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. It feels really <laughs> shitty. This feels better. But I do think it is important to have both sides of that. It's like right. you are in control of this. You're able yes. to still be creative. You're able to be yourself. And then you have that other side of your job that like, yeah, sometimes you get that like break where it swings your way. And then sometimes you don't mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, I guarantee that happen- that has to happen to every single person, no matter what degree of success they right. have found in right. whatever their respective field is, you know? So, you know, you're an interesting success story because you've had success in multiple things. And like when I'm working with people, mm. there's no, you, come on. Ish. I'm missing you Ish. like candy. Oh my You're God. Kind. Come on. No, no, Please. sorry to interrupt you. No. <laughs> I mean, I first knew who you were through your music. Like we sure. all did. Right. right. And so you have had success with music and you've had success with acting. It gets confusing the messaging. Like, say you watch an athlete or anyone at the top of their field, and I would consider getting uh, Emmy nominations top of your field, right? They say, oh, you have to go all in and that's the thing you do and have no doubts and just go ahead with it. And sometimes I think that it gets confusing because how do you direct your energy on multiple things and go all in? Do you believe that's a limiting belief that you have to just go all in on one thing? Or do you think you can be successful in multiple things at one time. Like, what do you think your formula is for that? I have no formula. I mean, I think it's a day-by-day, case-by-case situation. Whatever is in front of me, like, that's what I'm going to focus on. And sure, I'm going to give like a thousand percent or whatever I have in me to give. But I also know myself well enough that like, I can't, I can't feel like I'm just sort of split between a ton of things. And Mm -hmm. it's all the more challenging as a parent. I mean, I constantly now feel like, oh, I'm failing at one thing. Like I'm either not super focused at my job, whatever that may be that day, or I'm not being a hundred percent for Gus. And that definitely, I feel like things have fallen through the cracks in the last like year or so. But when I think it strictly comes to like work, I can't wear 50 hats at once. And I know that it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Like I can't spread myself too thin. So Mm -hmm. I just try to go, okay, right now, yesterday I was in music rehearsal for four hours and it was like, I was rehearsing with the band and like, that's where my focus was going to be. Tomorrow I'll be on set at 5.30 and it's like, I will be in that world and focused on that. And that's kind of all I can expect of myself. Yeah. But so that's what I mean. You do both. 
Does your heart buy into one more than the other? Is one more of a hobby? Is one more of a passion? Are they equal? I find it fascinating. I feel like because I've never had tremendous success with music, like really, that that's always felt more like my passion. Mm. I know that I can fully express myself. No one's going to get in my way. I'm in control of it. Mm. And there isn't the expectation because I haven't had huge hit records and hit singles and stuff like that. So it's like I feel a sense of freedom and I'm able to sort of pave my own way with no one sort of standing in my way, if you will. Whereas the other side of my job, I wouldn't say I love it any less, but it definitely feels more like work to Mm -hmm. me. And it's more of a job. It's like, oh, this is what pays the bills. And this is kind of what my day job is and what I dedicate most of my time to. So in a way, like it feels more serious. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of the way I break it down. Right. It's beautiful that you have that. Yeah. I feel very fortunate. (laughs) Very fortunate. And But you're in your music to have, you know, something you're so passionate about. And you're about to go on tour, right, for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And like 12 years, 13 years. Wow. And you're taking Gus with you? We're going to take Gus. How perfect is this is Gus, your little hashtag. <laughs> I know. It's so good. It's the cutest thing ever. It worked out quite it, well. Quite, <laughs> quite well. We didn't even think about that until after he was here. I'm like, oh, that's that's, perfect. Yeah, it's so sweet. But yeah, it'll be a different thing. It'll I'm be sure. a different ball game. I know. And yeah. my husband's in the band, so it's going to be like a real, my brother-in-law's in the band. So it's a real family affair. It'll be fun. I Are these it. the people you got your matching sperm tattoos with? That is not. That was the last okay. band. That so was she like told me that. And I was like, what? And yeah, I have like a little Where? sperm on my foot. Oh, you do have a sperm on your it's foot. You think I was making no, that up? When you're on the road. <laughs> well, it just seems so like kind of. But it kind of, it's, it's such an old tattoo now. It it kind of looks like a weird balloon or something. <laughs> But so, what the, are you gonna do when the first time Gus is like, "Mommy, <laughs> what, what is, is that?" that? <laughs> well, this is something you should be very familiar with later in the <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, the guys in the band. You know, when you go on the road, it's like everybody has like a day room to shower in, and that was like the one rule the gentleman had was no one's allowed to, you know, yeah, oh, do their thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, got it. Got it. Because no one wanted babies on their feet. And so babies on their feet became like a uh, running gag the whole tour. And everyone got a baby on their foot. Everyone That's got amazing. a sperm tattoo sperm on their tattoo. foot. Yeah. It makes me like love you even more. <laughs> it's so random. It is, but I love it. The fact Well, that I like, like that you haven't covered it up either. <laughs> nah, that you're not care. like, That's yeah, never mind. Foot, you know, it's not like a lower back where you can't, you know, cover yeah. it up. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Feet. The baby on your foot. <laughs> you have one on your foot. Not a sperm. That would be amazing if I Wouldn't did too. Oh my God. I did have so a sperm. Like, we were meant to be friends. <laughs> yeah. She has no. a matching sperm <laughs> on her foot. What, what's on your foot? <laughs> a little heart. Oh, I have a heart on my toe. Oh, you do? Heart. See, you were meant yeah. to be friends. We were meant to be friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, heart and it. sperm go hand in hand. Yes, what can they I say? Do. They do. I <laughs> will shut my mouth now. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. But that's, yeah, it's so cool that you're making new music and you're taking it and you get to do it with your husband and the whole family. I feel like it's a nod to like the 70s or something. It feels that way. (laughs) I'm just going to go with that. Yeah, it's just so, so awesome. Like breastfeeding on stage. (laughs) Well, I won't go that far. (laughs) But I hope Gus makes a little appearance at some point. I don't Maybe, know. How... But I'm kind of like, it's probably going to be past his bedtime. Yeah. You post him though. You're not, he's. He's out he's there in the out world. There. Yeah. Because yes. I know I've seen, obviously I've yes, seen him. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait. He is out there in the world. He is so 
darn cute. Wait, are you good about that? Like, this is his bedtime. This is when he goes down. Like a routine. Are you a routine person? Um, We're not rigid, but, you know, I, f- I-, I have found that it's best to sort of have some semblance of a routine. For sure. Like they, yeah. We all, as humans, I think, really crave that and adhere well to that. I think on the road, it will be helpful for him, too, just because it will be a completely new experience of traveling and being in new places and being on a tour bus and like all of that madness. So I am, um, I hope that he's as malleable as I think he is. They are. Kids are they really. They usually are. Yeah. They adjust they, easily, I think. I think so. I think they're more adaptable the than we for? are. Adaptable. I'm, yeah. Thank you. Adaptable. Like even they're when, adjustable. you know, everyone would be. <laughs> Pick them you up. Know, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> they move. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's just so cool. And everything you do, Mandy, is just so impressed with everything. And the fact that you even you had like a day off and you came here and we really appreciate you coming and talking to us. I am so excited to talk to you guys. This is so much fun. We do a game when we wrap up. Oh, okay. Um, so we either do Mary Berry one night stand, which was told to us because we were like, fuck, Mary kill. And someone was like, oh, we do Mary Berry one night stand and thought, well, that's a gentler way to put it. (laughs) I thought you meant Mary Berry, like Mary Berry from, um, Great British Bake Off. Wow. That's from my great one. I was like, what does she have to do with this? (laughs) We are going to teach you how to bake. Oh Taking my God. it back, like We're early so seasons of Great British Bake Off. Oh, anyway, that is, that I digress. I digress. <laughs> gold right there. Mary Berry, B-U-R-Y. B-U-R-Y. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. How do we feel? Are we do? Uh, we got, Ro- we got so some... Rob gave us some choices, but I don't <laughs> we like know. like Rob on blast. Oh, okay, Rob. Cool. Well, we're going to read me. <laughs> we're going to read Rob's uh, suggestions here. Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Tom Hardy. And Jeff Buckley. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, Clive Owen. Sorry, who was the second one? Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to probably marry Clive. I'm... So... It's tough. Yeah. I... <sighs> well, I mean, Buckley's already dead. I, that's what... Yeah, I <laughs> might just bury Jeff because R.I.P. He's sir, already I'm gone. I'm sorry. And then do the one night stand with Tom Hardy. I feel like that's a good... Way to go. Yeah. I support that. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I want to know why Rob came with those people. Yeah. That I, yeah, Rob, what was your I'm like, what about her strikes you as those people? Oh, hallelujah. Ah. I did talk about... How do you know I didn't do the Leonard Cohen version? I didn't. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. The other two... Well, it's a mystery. Rob is a mystery. I mean, those are, <laughs> those are stellar choices. Rachel, what Not would bad. you do on that one? I, it's not for me. Tom reminded me of Taylor a little bit. Wow. <laughs> of your husband? <laughs> I'm going to tell Taylor that, and he is going to be your best friend. I think forever. that's what Rob is aiming for, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry? that Rob can, that's why you're here. So Rob so that can, Rob can just be best friends with. Well, you guys Taylor. already have yeah. so many people in common. It's just, it's bound to happen. He's really, he's really thrilled. <laughs> it's, our, it's, it's in the works already, Rob. <laughs> You're um, safe. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to touch it, Olivia. That was for Mandy. I don't, then we're good. What? You what? what? Now I, I want do, you do to you touch want, it. Wanna, what about you, Olivia? Um, I think, you know, I think I would marry Tom Hardy. Okay. Sleep hmm. with Jeff Buckley because it would be a very like 
dark, interesting mm. experience. <laughs> and then I think I would bury Clive Owen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I've heard Tom Hardy like was very difficult with Charlize Theron, but I don't know the real story there on. Um, he seems to be a method. Fury actor. Road. Well, they all seem a little difficult. You think all three of those choices are difficult? They all seem dark. A little complex complex and dark. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably sleep with Tom Hardy, though. I'd probably sleep with all of them. I mean, I'm going to be honest. honest, I would sleep with all of them. 100. (laughs) Let's be real. I wouldn't marry any of them. I agreed with Mandy's choices. That's why why I wasn't like, oh, what am I going to do? Because I would have done the exact same as you. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Easy. Cop out. I wasn't. I I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It. I'm not trying I'm to hide anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this was a lot of fun. And thank this you. Was delightful. For... You guys are so incredible. So much fun. So you are. You are. To have a conversation <laughs> with. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. Uh, so. Mandy Moore. I. First of all, I know I told her this and I really love her. Like she is probably the kindest human being I've ever come across in my life. Like I'd always heard that when I met her back in the day. I remember we were at the Emmys and she was sitting with Zach Braff and I had done a movie with him. And I remember she was sitting there and I was sitting directly behind them during the show. And like out of nowhere, she just turned to me and offered me a piece of gum. And I was like, had you ever met her? No, I just met her that night Aww. for the first time. Like sitting in those seats, I met her because she was with Zach, right? And I knew Zach. Oh, and you knew Zach. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And got she it. Turned around and oh, she, do you want some gum? Like so nice. I know someone who just like offers you a piece of gum. I wasn't even sitting next to her. Right. You get. You know what I'm saying? I do. It says everything. The sweetest, kindest human, and you know, tall. She is very tall. She's tall. She doesn't have a tall face. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. Don't act like you don't know what I mean. She would seem like she would be the same size as Rachel. You guys have similar type faces, feels. Are you trying to say I'm really kind? No, short. <laughs> <laughs> you have a kind face. Thanks. You're welcome. Looks can be deceiving. I didn't say you were kind. <laughs> but no, she's got like, you know, you would think she'd be like a tiny little sweetie heart of a girl. But then yes. you see her and she's very tall. Mm. You don't, you, that didn't strike you. That doesn't strike you. I get it. No, I totally get what you're saying. I know you get what I mean. It's pretty. No, easy. I didn't have that thought. Like your face does not look like a tall face. I did. That thought did not cross my mind. Did you know I have a tall face? You do have a tall I face. I know. I get it. But yeah. When people see me in pictures, they think I'm going to be a lot taller than I am. Interesting. How yeah. tall do you think Mandy is? She's I don't know. Five, like five, eight or five, nine. Five, nine? Five, ten. Five, ten. Five, see, ten. that's tall. That's very tall. Yeah. She's a giant. How tall yeah. are you, Rob? Like 5'10". Are mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I think so. You think he's lying? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> do you think he has a tall face or or what? This is a thing. Faces, if you have a short face or a tall face? Yeah. Do I have a short face? Yes. Yes. You have like a very appropriate face for your body. You have like a Natalie Wood type vibe. You know, she was like teeny and like... 
like a round face <laughs> versus a tall face. Like if you see pictures I'm of my face, round. you think I'm taller. <laughs> you, do you get what I mean? Yeah, I do get what you mean. Rob, you have Yeah, a, do you, Rob? Do you understand what we're saying? Slightly. I'm, I guess I've seen tall faces. Do you think Olivia has a tall face? <laughs> Not unusually tall. <laughs> <laughs> and you think I have a very short, round face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can go with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Aside from her being very tall and very kind. Yeah. I felt like she... You know, it's really nice to see someone not jaded either. Right. By what she's been through mm-hmm. and her divorce and everything mm-hmm. she's gone through. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of fighting for where she's at in her career and everything. And there doesn't seem to be an edge on her. Do you feel me on that? Yep. I do. She's very grounded. Very. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I do too. I would love I to really know how like do you her. do that. I want to go to dinner with her. You should go to dinner with her. I'm going to make that happen. I think she leaves her tour like very soon. So you better hurry. <laughs> well, thanks, up. Rob. Thanks for that information. <laughs> better hurry up. Did you become best friends with her husband yet? Well, we were going to go to the show Friday that you're coming to. Her husband? Oh, it's show? his show? No, but he has a band <laughs> okay. with my friend that is playing that show. So he's coming to see his friend? Yes, but they leave for tour Friday. That night? Yeah, yeah. Like the day before. So they're, so not, they're not going coming. to. No, no, no. Okay, so then I'm not coming. No, they're going to be there. Wait, what? Are you confused? Not at all. I know exactly what's going on. Rob's okay. saying that they're going to go so that you'll go. Because you'll be like, oh, that's so cool. I'm going to go. And but then they're not, actually they're not going to be there. I mean, right. They might be. Taylor and Matt are very close friends. But so so basically, tour. you guys are both really Who knows? cool. Who knows? Oh Rachel. Everyone's messing with me. You're cool. messing with me? Yeah. you're not cool oh my god but either way if people want to see rachel and mandy at the lodge room on friday (laughs) we won't be there they'll be there for delta (laughs) spirit they won't be there they won't be there (laughs) you know the other thing like and i did really mean genuinely the disney princess thing that's a big deal for me i know it is that is my lifelong dream yeah now leah our other bestie who happens to be in the room right now laying on the bed with her dog because we have a dog. bed in the room right now. We do. It looks like we're shooting a porno. There's also a tripod with a video camera. And Just, Leah's got roll really large boobies, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So Leah and I were on a road trip this weekend. <laughs> and we're, like, going over, like, your top five ultimate movies. And she's like, we had to break it down into, like, different categories. Like, top five Disney, top five drama, whatever. So we get to... We get to the Disney one and we're like, we're sitting and we're really pondering it, you know, like, what's yeah. your favorite Disney movie? And Leah, of course, Little Mermaid. What's yours? It's a toss up between Little Mermaid and um, I really like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> is that okay? Is that Leo? So, Rob will ask you in a second, but so, <laughs> so start thinking. So I'm like sitting and I'm like, you know what? Beauty and the Beast. Oh, really? Leah's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Like, (laughs) she gets real serious, and we get into like, we like, 
It's so serious. Like we are discussing war and peace. Like we yes. are so focused, so into it in depth. And then we pause for a second and we look at each other and we're like, and we start breaking it down like fucking bell and like the whole thing. And then, and she doesn't need the guy. And she doesn't, she doesn't need, the need the thing. And she falls and in she's... love with the beast who looks like the beast. And she falls in love with what's inside. Of course she does. And she's going to and save she's her father. A lot of books. A lot of books. She's got her head in a book. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was always into Belle. Belle is the mm-hmm. shit. And we proceeded to sing the whole song. <laughs> Have you seen that movie though recently? So we've been watching Disney movies with our kids. Like, right. okay, let's take them through all of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you watch them, you're like, whoa. The messaging. This would never happen never today. today. Like there's so many inappropriate moments. Messages? Oh, it's, it's, it's horrendous. Insane. It's horrendous, actually. Like I'm like, oh, no. oh, yeah, you can't say that. They've updated some of them. Have yeah. Disney Plus. The oh, well, they also put like warnings on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have to say like some of the content may be disturbing. Right. For Yeah. But like I really didn't know until... I mean, I think it was like Pinocchio. I watched the kids are all getting wasted. They're like <laughs> drinking and smoking. And I'm like, what is this? Do you do you remember the Easter eggs and like the original VHS tapes? Like what? What do you mean? Like in the Little Mermaid, yeah. the priest has a little boner that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So is that why it's your favorite, Rob? <laughs> no. What's your favorite? What is Disney your favorite? Movie? Uh, it's probably Lion King. Oh, that's, that's dark. Dark. No. Or Jungle Book. I don't know. Jungle Book? Jungle. Uh-huh. Wow. No, it's just, you don't hear my answer very often. <laughs> Do you ask the question oh, very oh often? <laughs> Leah and I, okay, so this is what big Disney nerds we are, okay? And then we can go off Disney, but we used to have a DVD that was like a game, <laughs> like a karaoke Disney video game. And Leah and I would sit home and play. And play this game for like points where you would have to karaoke and sing along. And one time I got that song from Jungle Book where is it Baloo? No, it's the what's the um orangutan's name? Whatever. Mowgli? No, that's the boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it, his song is all scatting. <laughs> so he was like, oh, yes. and I had to do it for like five minutes. And I committed. <laughs> I scatted. I yes. scattered for 10 whole minutes, it felt like. Is it King Louie? Yes, King yes, Louie. King Louie. He's like, <laughs> You're totally channeling him. Right oh my now. God. Okay. That was a real Disney tangent. But you know what? We had a Disney princess in yeah. our presence. We have had two Disney back to back motherfucking princesses I in our presence. I think that that is something that we need to like really take note of. I want notice. all of them. Yeah. I think maybe we should change the show. Just to just Disney, to Disney, Disney princesses. princesses. I'm so down. Only if we can end our shows with one of the songs from the movies. And at last I see the light. What I think if you sing them, that? Uh, I don't know that we can license these songs. But we <laughs> can try. What song is that? From Tangled. Oh, let's go in. It's like the fog has lifted. And at last I see the light and it's like <laughs> I don't know that you know, one as well. I'm, I'm going to be honest right now. This is like an honest moment I would like to have. It used to really annoy me. That we would always sing. Yeah, that you guys would sing the musicals. I know you know. 
<laughs> because I would feel left out because I didn't know the words. And it bothered me. And then one day Leah takes a road trip with my fucking mom. And those two do it together. Well, and I'm the like fucking songs. But I'm like, well, mom, if you knew that and you watched these, why didn't you show them to me? And I could have sang with my friends. <laughs> but instead, oh. crickets. 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 You know, it's not like Leah and I really went. Off I don't want to talk about it anymore. Last thing I'll say is we <laughs> lived in a condo and our windows were open. And we sang at the top of our lungs for, I want to say, two hours straight until we heard a very loud <laughs> slam <laughs> of a window from the neighbor who had had enough. And Olivia, it was probably you. It was me down there. <laughs> I was like, Rodney, slam the window. <laughs> Oh, I remember no. I used to get annoyed with your neighbor that lived downstairs because he would What about saw. Humperdink? Humperdink. We had I a neighbor and we only referred to him as Humperdink. Okay. That's sad. Um. Anyway, I'm, I'm just, I was so happy to have her and I really do think we should stay on theme and like Disney princess. Will you sing um, Hallelujah that you did for the audition? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I sang Hallelujah. Let's hear it. I even went to like a dude in the valley and he like practiced Voice with me lessons. and he's like yeah and he's like this is a really interesting take on hallelujah oh can we can hear you do it? like part of it yeah like do a verse hallelujah just kidding that was not how i did it do it no i can't sing i get very nervous i get sweat yeah I'm but sweating. you can actually i'm red sing, in the face but you can sing i can only I we can, can always cut it yeah do you want to stand up no a secret code oh yeah that David plays when it please the Lord. You don't really care for music, do you? <laughs> it's like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor, the major, the hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. <laughs> oh, see. No, I was, was all really key at the end. I can no, do that I part normally. That. No, I'm sweating. I'm sweating <laughs> in every crevice. Oh God, I know the words. I just get very nervous. But I can hit that part better at the end. Do you want to try it? I do. Okay. You need to stand up. <laughs> no, I'm too nervous. Try it again. Um, hallelujah. No, I could do it better than that. That's really pretty. I used to be... Oh, you sent me... <laughs> Rob just sent me the lyrics. Oh, try it. I, I'm so nervous. It's, you, we can No wonder I it. didn't get the fucking part. This was me in the audition. I heard there was a secret code that David played. And I please the Lord. No, do it for <laughs> real. But you don't really care for music, do ya? Well, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth. The minor fall and the major lift, the baffle king composing, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There, just yeah. say the rest of it. Oh my god, I'm not this is the very long Jeff Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> this is very, and say hallelujah 20 times. I was still nervous. My voice is a little shaky. It's beautiful, Rob. Don't you think it's pretty? It's good. We'll have Chris auto-tune it. 
<laughs> no, I could do it if I wasn't so nervous, but I'm I am. You so just did it. I'm I'm sweating. Anyways. Do you do you want to hear me give it a go? Yes. <laughs> Olivia's turn. Here, no, right I'm here. kidding. No, I'm I want kidding. you to no, try. No, I can't. No, that's a big fat no. Well, you know it's funny. Like if Leah sings with me, I could do it because she always. That's like, she's the voice I need. You would be too, but you won't sing it. You never sang with us. Uh, <laughs> she's, bringing so, uh, up. she's scarred. Yeah, I'm scarred. <laughs> anyway. More about... Mandy Moore. Mandy. You know what I thought was really cool is that when I brought up to her, I'm like, you know, a lot of time when you leave a relationship, it's it's kind of hard and sad because you still kind of love that person, mm -hmm. but you have to walk away. And she was so clear as day when she was like, I reconciled that in the relationship. Right. And then left. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I'm so used to people holding on to pain mm -hmm. and like holding on to the romance of loving people. But it was a really fresh experience to hear her be like, no, that wasn't the it case. Was like, I was done with evolved. that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel me? Yeah, totally. I have so much respect for her. Her strength and I'm just like in awe and it takes a lot of fucking balls. Yeah, it absolutely takes a lot of balls. And it's good that she recreated a life that she was originally trying to create. She just seemed to have picked the wrong person to yeah. try that with. And now she's a beautiful family and mm -hmm. Rob has a new best friend and yeah, and all is well in the world. You, you guys will meet him on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> now, is he tall? Uh, not especially, no. I think he might actually be shorter than her. Okay. Okay. Well, Does he have a tall face? Super tall. Like, you'd expect him to be three times taller based on the See? height of his face. This is a thing. Now, everybody's going to play this game. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, felt, I felt that that was real. And watch, when I see a picture of him, I'm going to be like, yeah, he looks like he'd be tall. He's five foot nine. Oh. Okay. Okay. She's got him by an inch. Well, I hope we have her again sometime. And I'm definitely, we'll see her for dinner when she's back from tour. Right? Yeah. Over and out. Mandy Moore. <laughs>